morning, everybody. If I can encourage you to grab your seat again, that would be fantastic. Um, part of my agreement of doing a talk in August is the fact that normally most people are away on holiday and there's only usually a few of us here, but of course today we are jam-packed and you are, you are all so, so welcome. Um, my name is Charlotte, um, I've been at AV for a long time now and very much classes as my spiritual home and a place where I have flourished and started to become exactly what God wants me to be and this is an amazing family and you are in the right place this Sunday. So my film, over the summer period we've been doing a series of talks called Real Faith. Um, last week Chris did the talk and this week I am doing it on The Lion King. Now when I came to think about The Lion King I thought you know it's out in the cinemas now. I went to see it at the cinema and I thought, do I do my talk on the real Lion King or the new Lion King? And when I started to find clips and stuff online, most of the clips you find for the new film are pirate clips. And I thought, really, that's not morally quite where we're going on a Sunday morning. So I have stuck with old school Lion King. So the original Lion King came out in 1994. If that doesn't make old, I don't know what we'll do. It earned two Oscars and it was the highest grossing animated film until 2010 when Toy Story 3 knocked it off its pillar. It's now moved into the top three of the animated films of all time. It's currently number three. Toy Story 2 is current. Toy Story 3 is currently number two. Get all these numbers right. And number one, any ideas? What number one? Top and Frozen, which you are very fortunate that our wonderful Maddie is going to be talking about next week. So, it's currently in cinemas. As I said, we're going to watch the old school film today, the one we all remember, and we're going to start with clip number one. <laughs>
this morning I am really hoping that you are going to discover in you or reignite something in yourself that is going to relate to this film. Now the magic of this film is that it speaks right to the human condition and by that I mean the characteristics, key events, situations and the things that are essential in making us human. Birth, growth, emotions, aspirations wait. Aspirations. Look, I know you want to rush me through, but that's rude. <laughs> Mortality. We can relate to this, like the gospel, and by the gospel, I mean God's rescue plan. His plan for us to reconnect. We need to look no further than Luke chapter 15, which is the story of the prodigal son. Now, in this story, the son goes to his dad. He asks for all the money that he might get when his dad's you know, leaves this world, and he goes off, he spends all the money, takes the money, he has nothing to show for it on his return, apart from the fact that he has been living and feeding himself from pig food. But when he comes back, his dad is filled with compassion. He runs to his son with his arms open wide, and there's no, I told you so, there's no, what the heck do you think you've been doing, there's no... Really? Have you come back to us now? But there's full-on celebration. Not just a piece of cake and a cup of tea, but a party. There'd be robes, there'd be wine, there'd be rings, and I expect there'd be new sandals. You see, we are born with a purpose and an identity and a destiny. God sent Jesus in order for us to take our relationship and have it restored and for us to reconnect with him and our God-given identity. In 1 John 3, verse 1, it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The opening scene that we've just watched shows Simba being presented to the community of animals from Pride Rock and that epic celebration and excitement that surrounds the birth of a king. And do you know what? This level of celebration happens in heaven when we reconnect with God. When we reconnect with the Father, they're just thrilled because that's 
That's all God wants. He wants to father us. He wants to love us. And he wants to reconnect. Okay, we're going to move on to clip two. Look, Simba. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. A king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, Simba, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. And this will all be mine? Everything. Everything the light touches. Look, Simba, everything the light touches is our kingdom. Mufasa, the king, Simba's dad, and ruler of Pride Rock, takes his son out to look across the Pride Land at their kingdom. You see, we need to observe and be aware of the light. We need to realise that we are not the light, but we have come to bear witness to the light. By that, I mean, where are you pointing in your life? In John 1, verse 6 to 8, it says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came as a witness to the light. At that point, John the Baptist was a hugely popular man. He had a massive ministry of his own right. Yet what was his role? His role was to keep pointing people towards Jesus. He served God by using his gifts, his talents, his skills and his abilities. But he never pointed those back towards himself. He knew he wasn't the answer to everyone's problems, but he was there to point people towards the answer. You see, we need to do the same. We can't be everyone's saviour, but instead we need to use our gifts and our talents, our abilities and our platforms that we have been given to point people towards Jesus and enable those people around us to observe the light. Therefore, if we're going to reconnect and observe, we need to act. Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no peasant craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free. What's the motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? <laughs> you know, kid, these two words will solve all your problems. That's right. Take Pumba, for example. Why, when he was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog. Very nice. Thanks. He found his aroma like a certain appeal. He could clear the savannah after every meal. I'm a sensitive soul, though I seem thick-skinned. And it hurt that my friends never stood downwind. And oh, the shame! What's a shame? What a change in my name! Oh, that's in a name! And I got downhearted. How did you feel? Every time that I... Hey, Pumba, not in front of the kids. Oh, sorry. Hakuna Matata What a wonderful phrase Hakuna Matata Ain't no 
welcome to our humble home. You live here? We live wherever we want. Yep, home is where your rump rests. It's beautiful. I'm starved. I'm so hungry I could eat a whole zebra. Ah, we're fresh out of zebra. Any antelope? Nah. -uh. Hippo? Nope. Listen, kid, if you live with us, you have to eat like us. Hey, this looks like a good spot to rustle up some grub. Ew, what's that? A grub. What's it look like? Ew, gross. Mm. Tastes like chicken. Slimy yet satisfying. These are rare delicacies. Mm. Mm. Pecans with a very pleasant crunch. You're learning to love them. I'm telling you, Kim, this is the great life. No rules, no responsibilities. Ooh, the little cream film kind. And best of all, no worries. Well, kid? Oh, well, Hakuna Matata. Slimy and satisfying. That's it. What a wonderful phrase. It means no worries for the rest of our days. I don't know if you've noticed, but our society is getting rather hakuna matata. You see, I don't want to put a downer on hakuna matata, but we're living in a society now where everything goes. Life just happens to us. We deserve it. We need to chill out. We need to go with the flow. Um, you just live how you want. But when Simba meets Pumbaa and Timon, he enters into a no-worries lifestyle, living for himself, not worrying what he wants. But it's only when in the film that Nala, his childhood friend, comes back into his life and tells him how his uncle Scar is destroying the Pride Land and their community, he realises that he needs to act. In Matthew 28, 19, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Meaning, therefore, go and find people and point them towards Jesus. And we had a holiday last week, and I was away with all my family, and it was lovely and sunny, and I've had a couple of funny little marks on my legs, and my sister's in there, so I was like, you know, you know make, make the most of having her on holiday. What do you think these marks are? And she went, oh, um, I'm really sorry to tell you this. And I was a bit like, oh, no, what is this? And she goes, they're age spots. <laughs> They're exactly like dads. And I was thinking, well, my dad is an amazing man. And I'm, do you know what? I am more than happy to have hands like his rather than the facial hair or the, or the baldness. But I want to have hands like the father. 
I want to have hands that are useful, hands that use my talents and my skills, hands where I can go out and point people towards Jesus because of the person that God has created me to be. You see, we need to be intentional about pointing people towards Jesus. But our passion must be knowing Jesus more and more and knowing what this looks like and how we act upon it. We need to pursue Jesus passionately, and this can simply be done by what we choose to prioritise personally. Reading our Bible and praying is a great place to start. Sometimes, as followers of Jesus, we're called to put things down and sacrifice and lose things in order to fulfil a role in pointing people towards Jesus. For the last 17 years, I've been a teacher. I don't know how to do anything else apart from be a teacher. It's what I've always done. And last Easter, I very clearly heard God say, you need to put teaching down. I don't know why God has said that at the moment. I'm kind of in this no man's land, but I know at the moment that for me, that I'm prioritising God, that I'm developing my relationship with him. Because if my relationship with him isn't okay, how can I go? How can I go and point other people towards him? John the Baptist pointed people towards Jesus. He did what God wanted him to do, and he actually ended up less famous as a result. You see, we need to act and not be Hakuna Matata. And finally, our last clip of the morning. I'm not the one who's confused. You don't even know who you are. Oh, and I suppose you know. Sure do. You're Mufasa's boy. Bye. Hey, wait. You knew my father? Correction, I know your father. I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope, wrong again. (laughs) He's alive, and I'll show him to you. You follow old Rafiki, he knows the way. Come on. That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you.
forgotten me. No. How could I? You have forgotten who you are and so forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more than what you have become. You must take your place in the circle of life. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Doesn't matter how broken you are, how desperate your situation is, remember who you are. It doesn't matter how ashamed you are, how afraid you are, remember who you are. Everyone is made in the image of God. In Genesis it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Remember, it doesn't matter how broken you are, remember, God can heal you and put back all the scattered pieces of your life. Remember, he knows your deepest needs, dreams, struggles, fears and regrets. Remember, he wants to fulfill you. He wants to restore you. His grace is so much bigger than all the rubbish in your life. Remember, he knows you. In the film, Simba runs as far away from the Pride Land as he can after his father dies. He forgets who he is. But then, when he looks into the water, a transformation happens. He remembers who he is and who he carries on the inside of him. In the exchange with his reflection, Mufasa says, Simba, you are more than you have become. Are you sitting here today, not realising your dreams, your full potential? Are you stuck in a rut? Are you purely hakuna matataing through life? Do you feel you've missed your opportunity as age is not on your side? They're all really real and valid feelings, but do you remember who you are? At the beginning of the service, I said that by the end of our talk today, that you would possibly discover something inside of you and remember something that you need to. This is your roar. Today, God wants you to reconnect with him, he wants you to observe those around you and point them towards the light. He wants you to act upon your dreams and your desires in order to bring the kingdom. But most importantly, he wants you to remember who you are, whose image you're created in and the promises written on the inside of you. Your roar has been ignited. Go and do. If you'd like to stand. Oh. Um, if we are really, really short of time, but I don't want to stop God doing, doing his stuff. So um, Chris is just going to play some keys for a bit. If there's anyone that would like to come forward, um, people would love to pray for you. If you want to reconnect, if you want God to help you observe, if you want to act upon anything that you've heard today. Or if you just want God to help you remember who you are, just come to the front whilst um, Chris just plays and people will come and they'll pray with you and they'll be with you. If you don't want to come,
come to the front if you just want to put your hand up. People around you are quite happy to pray for you. I know it's a really busy morning. Loads of people are here. Okay. We've got people come in, so if we could have some of our best prayers. The word that comes to me for everyone down the front is wholeness. That we were created whole in our relationship with him and he wants to restore that. So I'm just going to pray. When I finish praying, if um, you've got children upstairs, I'd love it if you go and get them and apologise to the kids team that I've overrun. Um, this is the best kind of ending that you'll get at AV on a Sunday morning, but it really is the best because it's family. So, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you want to reignite our roar. You want us to reconnect with you. You want to use us in observing those around us. You want us to act on our dreams and our inspirations for the glory of your kingdom and help us remember who we are. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.